0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store.
1: Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's The Grace Curley Show. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and The Spectator. The
2: Grinch did not steal Christmas.
1: Here's the Millennial with the Mic. They want you to say grace. Grace Curley.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. One of my texters wrote, if there's a silver lining to this Mayor Wu scandal, at least now she's a national laughingstock and not just a local one. And I think that's nice. I'm always looking for silver linings all the time, but especially around Christmas. Um, Jared, I wanted to remind people that we have this Aviva Trattoria, Grace's Goodies up there. You can get an Aviva... Move fast. Yeah, they're going quick. And also move fast if you want to get your hands on the Spike support formula, which I know Howie really loves. It's great around this time of year if you're feeling under the weather or if you just want to prevent yourself from feeling under the weather. It's a $66 value, uh, of course, because it's a Grace's Goodies. You're getting it for just 33 bucks, which is a real steal. So go to gracecurlyshow.com, check all of those things out. I want to give Jared the option here. I want you to decide for me. Would you prefer to talk first, because we're going to talk about all of it in this hour, but would you rather start with Hunter and Joe and KJP and their web of lies, or would you rather talk a little bit more about Harvard and Claudine Gay and the anti-Semitism of it all?
3: Oh wow, that's a that's a tough choice. Um, Pick your poison, you know what? I, sir. I think uh, I think it would be good to get into the to the Harvard and MIT of it all.
0: Okay, I'm glad because we actually I think we agree on this, Jared. But I'm not sure yeah, everybody else agree. would agree. Um, there's this resolution that the House has approved, and they're demanding that MIT, Harvard, and their presidents that they make their presidents resign after their testimony. So Elise Stefanik went viral last week. She was grilling these presidents of UPenn. Liz McGill has since resigned of Harvard, which would be Claudine Gay, and of course of MIT, which would be Cornbluth. And since then, like I mentioned, Liz McGill, she saw the writing on the wall. She's a white woman, so she doesn't check as many boxes as some of the other presidents do. And she bowed down and she backed out. Now, Claudine Gay has received a lot of support from faculty members, from alumni, from students at Harvard, over 650 people. The Harvard Corporation, which I guess is their largest governing body, has thrown their support behind her. And she's not going anywhere yet. She is still on board. They also said they're going to look past or maybe uh, look into, I'm not sure the verbiage here, the inadequate citations. which some of you are old enough to remember when we called that plagiarism. But the words, the words are always evolving. And so now the House has this resolution out and they're demanding MIT and Harvard make their presidents resign. And there's Democrats and Republicans on board for this. You have Jared Moskowitz. He's a Democrat from Florida. Um, You have obviously Elise Stefanik, who is the House Republican Conference chair. Um, You have Steve Scalise you have other democrats so it's it's a bipartisan effort and i understand it but i've had such a different take on this over the last few days and my take is if harvard wants her and if harvard wants her to be the face of their school then let them have her uh, l- like here, here's what i'm trying to say they're stuck with her now, you know, and they're going to lose money and it's not going to be a good look. And people like Dave Portnoy and uh, and other millionaires and billionaires are not going to hire kids who come out of this school. And it's going to be on them. It's going to be on the people who sat around and chose Claudine Gay and then re-chose her after This disastrous performance she had on Capitol Hill. And if they want to choose her and they want to tell the world, we think this woman is the best person to represent our student body and to represent our institution, then let them let them who knows what's going to come out of her mouth next. Why do you want to demand that they put someone else in who probably is going to be just as far left It probably is going to be just as dangerous and radical, but it's not going to be Claudine Gay and it's not going to be by Harvard's choice. It just to me, it seems like something liberals would do. And I I always have to question something if a liberal would do it. And I don't understand what this is going to accomplish. Because let's face it, Claudine Gay is the tip of the iceberg at Harvard. And Harvard is the tip of the iceberg for this entire problem. This goes far beyond Harvard. This goes far beyond Harvard and far beyond UPenn and far beyond MIT. This goes a lot deeper. This is a rot that has been brought on by decades. Of indoctrination, decades of Marxism being just coursed through the veins of these schools. And if you think making these universities kick out Claudine Gay is going to make you feel better or make you feel like anything's changed, then you're fooling yourselves. Zebra, you're up next on the Grace Curley show. Go ahead, Zebra.
4: Yeah, I'll try to be quick. And thanks for taking the call. Always a great show. And I need some of your expertise. Um, I agree with you. Leave her in there because um, I just took a Harvard shirt that uh, I bought from somebody who didn't want it anymore. And um, there's a hand on the button. I don't know if this is bad, but I I stenciled in my own Don't Say Gay on the back of it. And I figured Ron DeSantis up here, when I go to see him at a rally, he's going (laughs) to laugh hysterically. So. no, I don't think you I don't think they should am I still on? I don't know. Uh if, I don't think they should replace her because it's a systemic issue. She's not the cause of this obtuseness. She's and a representative of it. So don't just change the uh the slip covers on the couch. If you're going to do something, you need a whole new upholstery and a little mindset change here. Where sensitivity isn't just for boxes that can get checked.
0: Yeah, and you know uh, what I'm you know what I'm wondering too is all of these these resolutions, and I get that some of it is part of the. A lot of stuff is performative. That's, that's one thing I've learned over the years with these politicians. A lot of things are performative. Some of the performative aspects of these hearings, I think, can achieve. A goal, and for example, Elise Stefanik. I think the fact that she had that back and forth was wonderful. But I think that that's that goal was achieved. You wanted the world to see how far left, and far left doesn't even describe it. How anti-Semitic these schools and their presidents are, and and how hypocritical they are. Because let's not forget. Freedom of speech does not exist on these college campuses. In fact, there was a really great article I didn't get to yesterday, but luckily I actually kept it on my desk here. It's uh, David Harsani. He's the man of the week on The Grace Curley Show. He talks about the lie of the college free speech debate. If American campuses actually housed robust, open discourse, these elite schools wouldn't be churning out so many moral imbeciles and credentialed ignoramuses who detest the country and civilization that makes protest possible. But even nominally controversial right of center ideas barely have a place in these schools. Academic freedom is a myth. And he goes on to say universities should be ridding themselves of all DEI protections so everyone has the same opportunities to speak. Not only Jewish students, but students who hold uh, other views, say a belief in God or a belief that skin color doesn't define a person or a belief that the American founding was a windfall for humankind. They just need the same freedoms the pro-terrorist crowd already enjoys. Or to put it in a language a Harvard president might understand, let them all speak their truth. And that's really at the heart of this problem it's not that republicans are suddenly anti-free speech it's that free speech never existed on these college campuses to begin with and so now to grant free speech to the people who are calling for the genocide of jews and to no one else that's not progress that's not equality that's not a good thing but i don't think that making these demands like i demand and I, and I felt the same way, to be honest, when Elise Stefanik was asking SNL to apologize. Like, let SNL, let SNL stand by their sketch if they stand by it. Don't make them—if they want to apologize because they realize they ran a really crappy, really unfunny skit, then they'll apologize. But why do you want a forced apology from people who hate us? Why do we care? Let them keep churning out painfully unfunny material and let people stop watching them. But we're in this weird time period where I'm de- I demand this and you demand that and it means nothing. None of it means anything. You're going to demand that they get rid of Claudine Gay so they can put in somebody else who's going to be just as bad as Claudine Gay and, and so that all of the same teachers who have tenure there can keep teaching the same crap that they have for the last you know six or seven decades? That's not change. Brian, you're up next on The Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Brian.
5: I love you, and you're evil. You're really evil. I like I like your, your your train thought because I hadn't really looked at it that way. Yeah, you know, let's keep Gay there at Harvard, okay? But in in the early sixties, like 60, 61, whatever, I went to Holy Name in West Roxbury, and I learned what a footnote was. Isn't that interesting? And she doesn't know what a footnote is, and she's setting up one of the most prestigious universities in the world. It's like you you're right. Leave her there. Thank you,
0: Brian. I thought at the beginning of that, did you say I was evil? Or did I miss you that?
3: Oh, he that? He said you were evil, but he liked that you were evil. Oh, okay. Keeping gay in <laughs>
0: <it>. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. I appreciate the call. Sometimes I'm listening to things and I'm going, no, he sounds like he likes me. But did he say I'm evil? Perhaps it's a little bit of both. Uh, we'll be right back. We will take more of your calls on this. And by the way, another thing I said, Jared, not to toot my own horn, because we know I never do that on this show. But I told you, and it was not hard to predict, to be completely fair. I'm sure a lot of people in the audience also knew this was gonna happen. You go after gay, and it's totally legitimate to go after her for what she said. To go after when I when I mean go after her, I mean to criticize her for what she said. But if you criticize gay, you know what's going to happen. You're a racist. Gay is the victim, you are the villain. And the 1619 Project founder, someone else who's who also has had her own academic problems in the past, has now accused Harvard president's loudest critics. I think I would be I would fall into that category of pretending to care about anti-Semitism, calling it a cover to further promote racial division. I wonder if she thinks that Mayor Wu not inviting white people to her city council Christmas party or holiday party, is that promoting racial division or is is asking the president of Harvard to condemn people calling for the genocide of Jews, is that the only thing that qualifies as promoting racial division? I didn't I didn't realize that that calling out anti-Semitism, if you call out anti-Semitism, or if you even call out plagiarism, you are promoting racial divisions. The more you know. We'll be right back, we'll take more of your calls, don't go anywhere. You know, the weather outside, Jared, it's weather, man. It's frightful. It's getting chilly. Not every day. Some days it's, it's okay, and then some days it gets cold. That's what I love about the Gen 40, though, because if I didn't have the Gen 40 at my house, I would be turning up the heat, cranking it, getting the whole house warm, and then the next day, Jared, when it eases up a little bit, I'd be shutting it all off again. And that can actually cost you more money than just keeping something running is when you're cranking it up and then shutting it off completely. With the Gen 40 heater, I don't have to do that. I can just take my heater. It's sleek. It's small. I can take it into the living room. I can watch TV. If I go upstairs early to, you know, maybe write a column or just chill, I bring it right up with me. And it's zone heating. So not only am I saving money But I'm saving myself the hassle from heating up parts of my room, of my house, that I never use.
3: Yeah, and you can move it from room to room like that because it's got no exposed heating elements so it's safe around kids and pets. It uses the convection heating. And like I say, it's a very sleek design. It's it's a small design. You know, you can put it on a desk so it doesn't have to be something you have to... Have that on the floor. It doesn't make a you know ton of noise like a jet engine. It just it warms the room. It does it quietly. It Looks like you you don't notice it. A lot of the Eden Pure products are like that. They're just kind of there doing their job in the background. You don't get you know this distracting noise from the loud heaters or anything like
0: that. They're humble heroes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Bubble heater heroes. And you can save $50 this week only with code GRACE50. So go to eatimpuredeals.com. Use code GRACE50 for your Gen 40 heater. Don't go broke trying to heat up the whole house. Get the temperature higher and get the bills a lot lower with EatimpuredEals.com, Code GRACE50 when you get the Gen 40 heater. Also offering free shipping as an added bonus. So that's eatimpuredeals.com, Code GRACE50 grace 50 do not forget that code when we get back we'll take more of your calls we are going to talk more about harvard and there's a really good piece in the new york post that breaks down all of the federal uh cash tax breaks they get and that's a conversation that people have been wanting to have for a while i finally have some of the statistics that we can look at and some of the numbers for you so we can crunch those together this is the evil grace Curley show
1: you're listening to the Grace Curly show. This is the Grace Curly
3: show.
0: One of my texters just said they used code grace. When they were getting their Omaha Steaks. And you can also save money if you're a military. If you're a veteran, save $10 off your order. So keep that in mind as well if you go to Omaha Steaks. But I appreciate... That person using the code. And don't forget to use it. Um, Before we go to the calls here, we got people on the lines. Let's do the poll question quick. Today's poll question is brought to you by Local Silver Mint, located in Ware, New Hampshire. Silver Dave. I know you guys hear him on our commercials. He will work with you directly to give the gift of metal this Christmas season. So contact him at localsilvermint.com. Jared, what is the poll question and what are the results thus
3: far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in, at gracecurlyshow.com is who deserves coal in their stocking the most this year? Joe Biden, SBF, Hunter Biden, George Santos, Dr. Fauci, Claudine Gay, Bob Menendez, or Michelle Wu? I'm going to say Claudine Gay. Claudine Gay back down to 8%. Who's number despite one? Despite your evil machinations upon the show. Uh, number one is Joe Biden at 51%. George Santos still at
0: 0%. Oh, good. Okay. Everyone's standing strong with Santos this Christmas season. Uh, Rochelle, you're up next on The Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Rochelle.
6: Oh, hi. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. I think you're missing something. I think think that this is hatred and hate speech at Harvard and these other schools towards one group of people. And saying that she should be allowed to stay because that's just more of the same over there, and she just represents them, and that's how they think. I agree with you on that. However, it's putting students at risk and faculty at risk and making them feel unsafe, and that's, that should be the first priority. And if they get rid of her, the person at the top, then it sends a message that it's not acceptable and it's not okay, and, it, and I have kids at these schools. And they have friends, and they're watching their friends really feel unsafe, which would you have believed that th- that this is a conversation we would be having? If, if we thought about this a few months ago that at an Ivy League school there would be groups of children and students who don't feel safe on campus well, it, it, it sounds unimaginable. And if you keep these people in po- in their positions, these presidents who make you know almost a million dollars a year it is sending a message that it's okay to make students feel unsafe.
0: yeah, you know what I, I would I think you know what I would say, Rochelle, and you make a lot of great points, and I don't want to minimize how those people are feeling because I, I've seen the videos, especially at MIT and other places, and i I understand why they feel unsafe. I would say though that when I hear that there's a resolution coming from the house. I don't think well first of all I don't know if that's the solution is getting rid of her but uh, your your point about sending a message that's valid I would say it has to come From within, like it has to be, and I don't know what that answer is, but I don't think it can be Elise Stefanik and Jared Moskowitz saying, You need to get rid of this woman, um, and so and replace her with someone else. It needs to be the student body, it needs to be the faculty, it needs to be people at these schools who think this is horrific. The things I think do work, Rochelle, are people like Bill Ackman saying, If this person doesn't resign, I'm no longer going to spend my money there. I think more of that attitude would help, but. I don't know if Congress telling them to get rid of her is the answer.
6: Well, I guess because this is very close for me. I have kids in these schools in, in Columbia and Harvard, and
7: there,
6: there is a, a really uncomfortable feeling there for these Jewish students. And it, it's unimaginable that kids can be, be allowed to feel this way, and it's coming from the top
0: yeah yeah i don't disagree with you there i don't know what the solution is um i, I think there's several different ways to send a message i don't know if having the house put together this resolution is really going to do that but i appreciate the call rochelle and um, hopefully hopefully things get better there soon we'll be right back
1: Live from the Aviva Tratria Studio.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. All right, so not everybody agrees with me on the gay situation at Harvard, but again, and I hate to sound like such a pessimist, but the rot runs deep with these schools. There's a reason why after October 7th, so many of these students gathered together in what I can only describe as celebratory-style gatherings to talk about free Palestine. And it's it's not because it's a really small group at the school, and it's not because the teachers have been doing their best to try to offer up other points of view. It's because this is part of these institutions. And it's going to take a lot more than getting rid of one president to do that. And she's already being made to be a hero. Uh, this woman who's the 1619 Project founder is now accusing all of her critics of being racist. That means me. I'm being racist racism, towards her. Racism. Racism. Now, one thing I do think is worth talking about, and we can continue to go back and forth on this. I want to get into the Hunter Biden of it all in a minute. But there was a really good piece today in the New York Post, and it says GOP calls to strip Harvard of billions in federal cash tax breaks over anti-Semitism shame. Jared, mark me on board for this. Claudine Gay should stay there. She should stay there as all of the money starts trickling out. As they start losing all these tax breaks and all these special circumstances that they have. Who better to watch this next chapter, this less lucrative chapter for Harvard, than Claudine Gay, the woman who helped start the movement. We'll talk more about this, but let's go to the calls here. Eric, you're next up on The Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Eric.
7: Hi, Grace. Good afternoon. Thanks for taking the call. Of course. Um, So, yeah, I, I kind of agree with Rochelle. I mean, uh, I think that it sends a message to, you know, not just the other Ivy League schools, but all the colleges and basically all the schools around the country, as far as I can tell. Um, there has to be some accountability, and we have to start somewhere, uh, number one. And, and, you know, the, the billion dollars of don- donations that's being lost, that's, that's peanuts. What do they get, a $53 billion endowment? I mean, they, until they really feel some pain, I think it's going to be business as usual. And, you know, they're obviously not going to oust her. They had that, that choice, and they all voted to keep her because they're all forces of the same color, so to speak. No racism intended. I'm just saying, you know, they all think the same way, and, and we need to change that. And, you know, as, as, a, as a taxpayer, I'm, I'm pretty upset that my, any of my money is going towards this stuff.
0: Okay, Eric, I want to ask you a question. In the beginning of your comment, you said it sends a message. What message do you think it sends?
7: Well, that it's not going to be tolerated. I mean, what she said, you know, she she couldn't condemn the words that were, you know, uh, against the, the Jewish people. You know, she couldn't say that that was out of bounds uh, against, you know, the Harvard um, uh, code of, of uh, acceptable behavior or whatever terminology right. they use. And so... You know uh so it sends a message to the rest of. i mean they may replace her with somebody that's just like that but that next person will think twice about allowing this behavior for one and and also for you know not being able to condemn it you know like they in a public forum i I mean you know and i think i think that congress you know kind of forcing them to, to send her on her way is step one and you know, they may or may not. I It may not get there, but I think if they if they try and it fails, then step two would be like, okay, well then, you know, say goodbye to all the all the financial benefits that you get from you know the government and from from tax breaks. You know?
0: Okay, now Eric, you, everything you just said I get, and and you're right. Here's my problem with it, and I hope that this makes sense to people. You said it will send a message that this stuff won't be tolerated. It will send a message that, you know, if if you're not going to condemn anti-Semitism, then they don't want to see you at Harvard or they don't want to see you leading Harvard. And that's all well and good. But what is the point of Harvard sending that message if it's not true based off how they actually behave?
7: interesting I mean I and and I do somewhat agree with you that keeping her in place and going down with the ship I mean there is something to be said there I just I feel like you know the degree of of the seriousness of, of, of what she basically, um, is a little bit a little too much you know? yeah um, no
0: and and, and Eric I, and I, I I take it you listen to the show so you know how passionately I feel about condemning the anti-Semitism that we've been seeing across this country and, and to be perfectly frank, across the world since October 7th. I am so adamant about it. I, I take it very, very seriously, and I never want to seem like I don't. I know I get very flip on this show. I know I get very sarcastic, but there's not a part, there's not a fiber of my being that does not understand how incredibly dangerous this kind of rhetoric is, th- this kind of mentality is, and... That I just want to state clearly, but I stand by my point, which is they would be sending a message that doesn't align with how they really believe. And to me, I would rather have someone leading Harvard that is honest about her anti-Semitism and represents what Harvard is about, or I would rather Harvard say this is so fundamentally against who we are. We need to totally revamp things. We need to have an investigation. We need to figure out how people are getting hired here. We need to figure out what's being taught here. Send that message and send it fully. But sending a message by firing someone who actually represents who you are and what you believe, to me, is a is a, is a fool's errand. It's like they could send the message, but they don't believe the message. They could send the message, we won't tolerate anti-Semitism, but they do tolerate anti-Semitism. They they could send the message, hate has no home here, but hate does have a home there. They could send the message that we stand by Israel or we stand by our Jewish students or, you know, we are not going to allow this kind of evil vitriol to be coming from the top of our school. But they do. They do allow it. They do believe it. And they have for a long time. And so that's where I'm coming from. And I hope people agree with me, disagree with me. I hope people can get that. Because it's not that I think anything Claudine Gay is acceptable, but I know Harvard thinks it's acceptable. And that's enough for me. That's enough. If you think it's acceptable, if you think it's, if you're not so embarrassed that you're running in the other direction, that 650 faculty members aren't running in the other direction, then it's on you now. Then you can wear it. You can wear the shame and you can you can be the ones who kept her in there. But everyone's going to at least know where you stand. And there's such power in that. There's such power in knowing who you're dealing with. There's such power in these parents of these young kids who are brilliant, who probably are, could get into Harvard, looking at it and saying, we're going to look elsewhere. There's power in that. That's the change I want to see. I want to see these young people become free thinkers and have their parents explain to them why we won't be sending you to Harvard, why we won't be sending you to MIT, why you're not going to be part of this machine, why we're not going to have you come out in four years lecturing us about how capitalism is evil and uh, Israel is a genocidal force that's occupying Gaza and all these things. That's what I want to see. That to me is what's going to make the difference. But Claudine Gay, again, if... If they want, if Harvard wants to make Claudine Gay the face of Harvard, good luck to him. Jerry, you're up next on The Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Jerry.
4: Hey, Grace.
7: I think you might have just said what I was about, to, what I was calling about. I didn't think you disagreed at all. I thought that female caller that had an association with Harvard was saying how the student body felt and how bad it was of what was going on and, and so forth. And you said, The government was going to do something, and you didn't think that was right. And that's correct. What you are doing right now is getting the word out. Harvard accepts this type of situation. Plagiarizing is, you can't have a plagiarist as your president of the school. If you do, you're telling the whole world that's the standard we have. And that's what we have to get out. And we will, as people, make Harvard pay by having people not give money and so forth. So I think you both were just talking about the conversation and did exactly what needs to be done.
0: Well, thank you, Jerry. Thank you for listening. I do appreciate it. Um, we got a lot of people who are on this now. I just think that when someone tells you who they are, believe them. You know, believe them. I'm believing Harvard. Harvard's telling me who they are. They're telling me not once, not twice, three times. My mom used to say that to me when I was younger. She used to say, nobody has to tell you anything twice. Okay, you listen the first time somebody shows you who they are, you figure it out. And if it wasn't enough that they send her there to this congressional hearing and she doubles, triples, quadruples down on not being able to condemn students who are calling for the genocide of Jews. But then you get all of these letters of support from all her faculty members, all her students, all her colleagues. And then they come out and they say, we're not getting rid of her. She stays and we think she's great. I believe them. I believe that they're team gay. And they're the ones now that that school is going to have to deal with it. Stanley, you're up next on The Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Stanley.
5: Yeah, Grace, thank you for taking my call. Um, I respectfully disagree with your premise that uh, leaving these people, uh, they would expose them uh, for what they are. Well, we already know what they are. I have grandchildren that went to Tufts and Bates and uh, St. Lawrence Academy and UNH. And the reason they went there and not Harvard, okay, is because we knew what the outside world doesn't know. They think that these people run one of the greatest institutions in the world. And that's why I think... We ought to get them fired, okay? Not for inside Harvard, but outside Harvard. Most people do not follow what's going on. Uh, I feel like I'm in a minority when this happens. Uh, yeah, but, I think a lot of uh, people,
0: Stanley, are are following this more than you would think, Um, especially with some some pretty big public figures getting involved and saying they're not going to hire students from these schools. And again, like I, I had mentioned to Rochelle, she said, my kids are students there. And I, I totally sympathize with that. And I totally sympathize with Jewish students who are there who are being put in a terrible situation. Um, But what I would say to that is that if enough and maybe this is impossible, but if enough Bosses If enough big time bosses of law firms and uh, media companies, if enough people said we are not going to hire students from Harvard or from UPenn or from any of these places until there is some sort of proof, whether it be the firing of these presidents or an overhaul of some kind that we're not hiring these students. And then that that motivates the students, Jared. Then the students have to go, wait, why is this happening again? Why aren't I getting hired from my dream job? Why aren't I getting hired from this cushy white shoe law firm? Oh, it's because the president of my school made an ass of herself in front of Congress. I don't think so. Then you get a groundswell. But I just think it has to come from within like the the students and the faculty and Harvard and and you could insert whatever school you want. They have to have this self-reflection. They have to have the moment in the mirror. I can't make them understand it. I can't make them feel the consequences of their actions. You can lead a horse to water, but you all know the rest. 844-500-4242. We'll be right back. Um, I'm sorry. Of course, it's what always happens. People light up the lines right as we're about to go. I'm sorry I can't take more of your calls. We'll continue this conversation tomorrow. I'm sure it's not going anywhere. With the current economy, tensions in the Middle East, and a great deal of uncertainty, to say we've not experienced times like these— Well, that's an understatement. But now is not the time to forget our fallen heroes, especially because, Jared, you know what's coming up. I've been talking about this for a month now. This Saturday, December 16th, is National Wreaths Across America Day. This is one of the most beautiful days, in my opinion, of the year. Because what you're going to get is you're going to get these large ceremonies. There's over 4,000 participating locations where people join in. In a mission to remember our fallen heroes, to honor those who currently serve, and to teach the younger generations the value of their freedoms. A $17 donation to Wreaths Across America sponsors a fresh handmade balsam wreath from Maine with a single red bow. The veterans' wreaths have become a gift of America's respect. The circular wreath made with 10 balsam bouquets is a catalyst for unity, healing, and an expression of gratitude. They're really moving ceremonies to watch. You're going to see them unfolding This current Saturday, a lot of different news networks pick it up because it means a lot to so many people and their families. And it's really easy to be a part of it. You can watch it and know that you're part of this incredible movement. So please sponsor a wreath. Um, The time is ticking. You're not going to have a a lot longer. Go to wreathsacrossamerica.org. That's wreathsacrossamerica.org. One more time, that's wreathsacrossamerica.org to donate. Please donate now. We will be right back with 1970s Boston. Don't go anywhere.
1: Follow Grace on Twitter at G underscore curly. This is The Grace Curly Show.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to The Grace Curly Show. Today's car crossover is brought to you by Tux Trucks. Fisher Plow season is on at Tux Trucks GMC in Hudson, Mass. Tux ordered more plows and spreaders this year to meet the demand for residential, commercial, and municipal snow plowing. See Tux Trucks, your Fisher Plow distributor, call 1-800-MY-TRUCK. Last we talked to Howie, he was telling us how he was hoping that the Herald and other Outlets would have photographers at Mayor Wu's big non- whites Christmas. I'm sorry, non- whites holiday party. And Howie, based off the coverage I've been seeing today, your Christmas wish came true.
2: Well, it came true. The uh, the Daily Mail seems to have better pictures than the Herald. Although I'm told that there are other Herald pictures that they're going to run with my column tomorrow. So I'm I'm hoping. And I, we'll have some more stuff. Like a lot of these people went in. Uh, there was nothing. Apparently, there was no nothing to be ashamed of or embarrassed of. But it looked like a mob funeral. You know, I haven't seen as many people covering their faces since uh, Punchy McLaughlin's uh, funeral in Canton in 1965.
0: Yeah, people. People should have brought their uh, newspapers with them so they could cover their face, you know, or right. like an umbrella or something.
2: Fortunately, it's winter, so some people had hoodies, so they just put the hoodies up, and then the other people who didn't have hoodies were just uh, putting their, uh, you know, their hands across their uh, their face so to to prevent identification. Well, I think we'll I think we'll sort it out at some point, though.
0: But Howie, a lot of the comments from Mayor Wu made me think that in her mind, and maybe this is just what she's trying to portray to the journalists who are asking her questions, but she's acting like she thinks people are upset that the email was sent out to everyone as opposed to the fact that non that 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 the whites weren't invited to the party it's like oh you know the email mistake happened but she's she's kind of missing she's missing the forest for the trees
2: well i liked her uh her, her uh, dimwit uh assistant who actually sent it out she said she apologizes for the confusion i mean what what confusion white people thought they had equal rights you know well, that that's the only confusion i see in this thing
0: Have you got any word, Howie, because I know you have more sources than I do, and my only source would be Flats, and he, of course, was not invited to this. Any word on what the party was like, what was going on inside? I'd love to know about the spread, the cheese and crackers, things like that.
2: I'm going to go out on a limb and say there was no uh, Chardonnay or Chablis because it's white wine. I'm going to guess you could not get a Kahlua and vodka and whatever else is in there because it's a white Russian. I think they had hard seltzers, but not of the white claw variety. <laughs> that would just be my guess.
0: Yeah, I think you're probably on to something with that, Howie. Um, what else do you have planned for today? There's a lot of local news brewing, but uh, what else is on your list?
2: I think I may do something about uh, illegal aliens. It's really it's uh, it's you know it's always out of control, but I, I think we haven't done an hour on it for a while. I may do that at four o'clock, and uh, well, we got all kinds of stuff going on.
0: Per usual, Howie Carr, 1970s Boston, has a full show planned for you. Coming up next, we'll be back tomorrow, everybody. Enjoy the night and enjoy the Howie Carr Show. If
7: you don't know about the recent Supreme Court decisions affecting Second Amendment rights... You should tune into Rapid Fire, our local 2A talk radio show, to learn more about the cases being brought to the Massachusetts court system. Join us every Wednesday at 4 p.m. at rapidfireradio.us or search Rapid Fire on your favorite podcast network. At Cape Gunworks, we are responding to all 2A news. Go to rapidfireradio.us and give us a shot.